welcome back to the Strategic Stripping Podcast. I'm your host, Valeska Bloom. Today the topic is, what makes the difference between the dancer that makes $70 in a shift and the one that makes $700 in a shift? So the very last girl that I talked to last night before I left told me how much money she made and I didn't really think about it until I got home and I realized I made $700. And I was like, fuck, and she made approximately 70. And I don't know if she listens to the podcast or not. I don't know if she knows who I am. So I want you to know if you are listening, I'm not referring to you, okay? This was perspective for me. It was very insightful perspective. So the things that I'm gonna say aren't specific to you because I don't know you I at all. Um, we possibly met briefly last time I was here, but um, I don't know anything about you. So this is not you I'm speaking to specifically. I'm just gonna give you some examples of how I make money and you guys can take whatever you want from that, okay? So last night I got there and I'm, you know, and we all fuck up. We all fuck up and sometimes oh, a lot. Like, I felt like, God damn it, I I messed up, you know, a lot last night. Not a lot, but my first, you just, when you see somebody and you're like, that guy, and you're already talking to somebody, and it's like, well, shit, I've already wasted two and a half, three songs with this guy. Like, I need to make the sale with him now and then move to the next guy. And then this guy bites and goes for a little while with you, and then it's like, now the other guy is gone. Right? So for example, I was with somebody and I looked over and I saw this other guy and I was like, I needed to go talk to him. But I'm talking with somebody already and I've already, he just bought me a drink. People, letting people buy you a drink, I feel like is a trap because now you are stuck with that person. Not really, right? You can walk away. And the longer I've been stripping, the less I care about their feelings in the sense that well, he just bought me a drink, so I'm obligated to stay. You are not obligated to stay. You're not. Now, keep this in mind that you always want to leave things okay for the next girl too, right? So if I let this guy buy me a drink, and then I see this other guy, and I was like, hey, uh, I got to go. Now, he's going to be in a bad mood, and he's probably not going to want to buy the next girl a drink, and maybe she would have wanted one. And now you took that away from her. So there's so many things to consider every moment in the club. So, you know, it's consistent trial and error. It's never going to end. I don't think it's even possible really to, you know, to to master this. Like, because it's, everyone's different. There is no, this is going to be the same as the last guy. It just doesn't work out like that. Okay, so I'm gonna just go through my whole night. My, the very first, okay, I got there at seven, which I knew was a mistake. I had intuition tell me, don't get there until eight. Uh, But because I'm a traveling dancer, this club is super fucking weird with their rules and their politics and their shit. And I didn't know if I got there after seven if I was gonna get charged $20. Now I'm already spending $50 or something like that a night, it might be less, I don't remember, on an Airbnb. Uh, that I'm at. So I already, through the door, have a $50 a night fee. I've spent a bunch of money in gas traveling in Florida already. Uh, just, I, I'm I'm making money to help my mom. So every time I have to spend extra money, I'm like, that could have gone to something for her. 
So I don't like just making money for my mom. That's my only mission in life right now though, is to heal my mom. And that absolutely requires money and my time. So it's a really big deal to me where I'm spending my money, where it's going. It really, really matters to me. So I didn't want to spend the extra $20. So I was like, okay, is my time, is my hour in the club or outside the club, my, my hour that I wouldn't have to be at the club worth $20? And I was like, well, I don't want him to fuck with me. And then the door girl's going to know that I'm supposed to technically pay to be there when the other girls aren't because they're technically employees and I'm not. The whole thing is super fucking convoluted and weird because just because they don't really know what they're doing yet because all these laws are different and all these rules are different for them as well. So it's all just a bunch. It's just a big mess at the moment. So anyway, so it wasn't necessarily just about my time. It was also, is this going to cause drama every other time I come in here now that would, will make me pay in the future? Um, blah, 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 blah. So, so I didn't want to do that. So I decided to get there at seven. Like get there at seven instantly. The bartender lights up and starts smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, shit, I should have paid the extra $20 and dealt with whatever it was then to be in here right now. Cause I do not want to deal with this cigarette smoke until someone gets here. And it, my time is actually, you know, worth it now. Okay. So should have listened to intuition. Okay. All right. 740-ish, two guys roll in. These kids do not look like they have money uh, at all, but I didn't have shit to do. There was literally nobody else in the club. There weren't any other girls and there weren't any other guys. That was it. It was just us. So I go up to, and, and you should talk to everybody anyway, truly, because you literally never know who has money. Even if they do not look like it, they quite possibly do. So I start talking to these two guys and ask one of them to buy me a drink, which you're not supposed to do in Florida, but I didn't care because I wanted a drink and, and I knew they were not cops. So I, so I'm talking to them. I have a good conversation with both of them. We're talking to both of them and you know, too, too long in. And the only reason I, I did it now was because somebody else came in that also clearly did not look like they had money. And I still wanted to try him, but he was sitting right next to us. So it was like, if I excuse myself from these guys and go talk to this other guy, like it's not even a distance across the room. Like I'm going to be sitting right next to them. So it'll be very, you know, in real life speaking, most likely awkward to excuse myself after flirting with, you know, so-and-so and then going over to the other so-and-so. So after a little while, I finally asked this kid, um, because I think a couple of people were starting to come in now. I was like, so we should all go do dances. Cause some other girl came over and I was like, we need, you know, we need to go, let's go do some dances. And after I told them the prices, it was 40 for one, three for a hundred, or we could go upstairs and do a quote unquote preview dance, which was 20 to $120 for two songs. Plus you get two glasses of champagne. He was like, I don't have that kind of money. And I was like, all right, well, let's go do a $40 dance then. And also tried to talk his friend into it. I really, really, really tried um, for this other girl. But th that guy didn't have money at all. I don't think he had anything with him. And the guy I was with was not going to pay for it for him. So, so he and I just ended up going back there. We did one dance. It was fine. It was fun. He, you know, fun. He, um, it was his first strip club and his first dance ever. So, 
in particular with guys that are brand new to strip clubs, personally, I think it's a good idea to show everybody special attention because you want these guys to keep going back to strip clubs. If they have one bad experience, they might never go back ever again. I mean, I know I do that. When I go to a new restaurant, when I go you know, somewhere that is just new, a new chain of restaurants even, I'll never go back to that type of restaurant ever again. I'm just like, nah, fuck it. There's plenty of other places to go and there's plenty of other things to do. So I really try to make customers have a really good time with me because I want them to keep coming back. I don't care if I ever see that person ever again, but I want you to be able to get him knowing that like his last experience was awesome. So now he's going to expect that from you. He's going to expect a really good time and that doesn't mean anything bad, you know, but a really good time. He's going to expect attention. They're there for attention. They're there for your attention. So, uh, do a dance with this kid, go back and talk to him for another minute longer because there's still barely anybody in there. And I didn't want him to get the impression Oh, as soon as you get a dance with a stripper, they leave you because that's what happens. Um, I didn't want it's for the first time, his first experience. I didn't want him to experience that. So I stayed with him for a little longer and, and then I said, okay, I'm going to go to the dressing room because I figured he was going to leave and then I could come back out again. And that's exactly what happened. So, because he knew he was going to leave soon after he got a dance. So I did that with him and he, he, I came back out like 10 seconds later and he and his friend were gone. So then I approached this next guy. Um, well actually while I was with that guy, that guy, when he went to the bathroom, I did go approach the other customer that was in there that clearly looked super broke. And he flat out told me, he was like, I have four, I had $40 when I came in here and basically, you know, I've already tipped some of you on stage and I have, you know, um, I've gotten drinks and blah, blah, blah. When people start to give you their excuses, this is another thing. When people start to go into their long winded excuses for why they don't have money and why this cut them off. You don't need to waste your time while somebody's explaining to you why they're broke. It doesn't really matter. Cut them off mid sentence, put your hand on their shoulder or on their neck and be like, Hey, it's okay. Come back next time and see me well, you know, when you're more prepared or something like that. Like, I would love to see you next time. Even if you never see him again, or if, even if you see him again, you're like, there's no way I'm going to go talk to him. Like, just don't leave a bad vibe in his mouth. Well, in his mouth. Don't leave a bad vibe with him. A bad taste in his mouth, I guess what I was going to say. While you're there with him, right? Just put your hand on his shoulder, cut him off politely, and be like, hey, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Like, it was nice to meet you, blah, 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 and leave. Don't waste your time with long-winded excuses. I got way too much of that shit and I, last night and I was like, hey, it's all good. It's really not a big deal. Like, you know, I got to go basically. So, and every time I say stuff like that, I always do it in a much sexier, um, much more understanding and compassionate and polite kind of way. I just don't necessarily say that when I'm talking to you girls, which I should. Um, but the way I say it to y'all is the way I actually feel about it. I just don't present it that way when I'm actually in conversation with the customer. Oh, my blasting AC isn't way too loud in the background. So the next guy, um, apparently this guy has spent a shit ton of money on one of the girls that's worked there before that had a drinking problem. I mean a shit ton of money. He made it sound like he had spent 50 grand on her. I don't know at this point where he's at financially for, and from what he said, and of course he could have been lying about his whole life. I have no idea. 
He told me that he bought his ex-wife while he was with her this gigantic ranch and horses and just like gave her as much of a great life as he could. This man was in pain, okay? He was hurting, um, you know, then he comes to the strip club after all of his home life drama and he, you know, splits up with his wife. Then he comes to the strip club. I don't know what he's looking for. It sounded like he was looking for love and he finds a broken stripper that needs help. So, and if you're listening to, please don't take offense to that at all, but that guy really, really cares about you. He basically made it clear to me that he had a lot of money. Whether he still did or not, I really could not tell. He certainly didn't look like it. But you, I like to still make people feel special, right, and important. However, I still need to get paid. So we're sitting and, like, we're at the bar and this guy buys me a drink. And he was the guy that bought me a drink when I looked over and saw another guy. And I was like, I need to go talk to that guy. And But this guy had just bought me a drink. Grey Goose and Cranberry. And I was like, fuck. I, why did I order that? Like, I had a feeling I should not get that drink. And I actually told myself I wasn't going to drink unless I was in VIP. And I should have stuck to that rule. I think I would have made a lot more money last night if I had. Like, a lot more. So he's like, I think I want to go sit in VIP. And I was like, oh, perfect. You know, I was like, okay, that sounds great. I was like, let me grab my drink. So we start heading towards VIP and I go to turn up the stairs. Like we're going to VIP. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. The couch is over here, which basically means I'm not going to get money. And I am in my head. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to work around that. So go sit down with this guy and talk to him for two, two or three songs the club is starting to get more busy and I'm like, listen, I'm having a really great time talking to you. I was like, and I came to Florida because I have to make money. I was like, I'm only going to be here for the next three days. I was like, so listen, I know you don't want to go upstairs. You made it quite clear. You're not going to go up upstairs. And I said, how about pay me? And I said, it, I said it like this guys, like your time is valuable. They're there to pay you. You cannot be in there to just have conversations with these people. It's not a social club. It is for them. It's not a social club for you. They can give you all their life story and drama and, you know, accomplishments and losses and whatever all they want as long as you're being paid for your precious time. So he, you know, was going into his life story and I said, you know, like, listen, I would love to keep talking to you. Like, I'm sure we're going to have a great time talking. I said, I'm absolutely in Florida because I need to make money though. And I'm only going to be here for three more days. I said, so let's work something out. And this is what I'm thinking. I said, how about for the next hour and a half, I'll stay down here with you for $300. And actually in my last video, money, 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 let's talk about money. I had mentioned another customer that I did that with who I had gone to two VIPs with the day before he came back to see me and then I knew he wasn't going back for VIP. He like, you could just see the discomfort on his body when I mentioned it. Like it's like 600 or $700. Like I knew he was not prepared for that and I didn't want to scare him away and I knew I could keep him as a customer. I didn't mention, I forgot to mention and one of the girls in my YouTube channel, on my YouTube channel mentioned this. She was like, why did you ask him to pay you less? Cause I said, stay with me for an hour and a half for $300 and we'll have a great time, play pool, blah, blah, blah. The reason I did that is because the strip club takes 60% of your money. So going upstairs, I made less than 300 anyway. 
So I actually was coming out on top. I'm not splitting that money with anybody. So I was actually coming out on top. I should have mentioned that. I'm really glad that she said something about it because that's really important. You shouldn't do that. It did sound, after I re-listened to the episode, after she said something about that, I was like, oh shit, that sounds really bad. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be that girl. I used to work with a girl that, you know, we've charged $30 a dance at the club that we were at. She would charge $15 for two. Now she was busy all night though. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure she walked home with good money, but it's just fucked up. Okay. So, you know, if you're paying the house to be there and if you can cut them out, fucking cut them out. Like they take enough of your cash already anyway. So, and, and I'm saying this from the perspective of a girl that wants to open a strip club and I'm still saying you should do that because when I get a strip club, if hopefully this is seriously a moonshot goal for me that I really want to make happen, it's going to be the best club in the world. Hands down. It'll be the best club in the world. Okay. So, um, so I said, how about $300 for an hour and a half? And I was like, we'll play pool. I was like, I'll be able to relax and have a great time just talking to you, giving you back rubs. Like we can, you know, whatever I said, honestly, I'm done drinking. Like I, I am going to drink this super slow. So you're not going to have to worry about buying me drinks. And he goes, I think the ATM only puts out 200 at a time. And I was like, well, you can do it twice. And, and of course, again, I said it, you know, nicer or whatever. I was like, you know, well, I mean, you can do it two times. And he was like, I don't know if my bank will allow that. And I don't know if he was just fishing for, I don't want to spend $300 or what, but I was like, okay, well, how about, how about 200 for an hour then? And he was like, um, okay. He was like, I don't think I have $200 in my wallet. And I was like, well, just go to the ATM then. And I could tell he didn't want to get up. He did not. He was still in debate about this in his head. And I was like, I touched his arm and I was like, go, go get it. I was like, you go get that. And I'm going to go grab quarters. And I went to stand up. So now I'm in motion. Hey, we're making this happen right now. I get up and then he gets up and I start walking with him in that direction. He needs to go to the ATM, which is past the bar. I need to go to the bar to grab quarters. So he goes down to the ATM. I go to get quarters. I head back. I rack the pool thing and whatever. When he comes back, he does not have the money in his hand and he clearly was not about to hand it to me. So I put my hand out and I was like, okay, you know, I'm ready basically. And, uh, he reaches in his pocket and pulls the money out. Don't wait, especially if you cut a deal with somebody, do not wait for them to pay you at the end because you're going to be uncomfortable the whole time. At least I would be. So don't do that. There's no point. There's no reason to go ahead and collect because it's your money anyway. You're going to hold up your end of the bargain. He knows where you work. If you, you know, fuck him over, if you leave 20 minutes in or whatever, he's going to go tell the manager or something like you have no reason to feel whatever. It's your money. You guys made the deal. He's going to pay you now and you guys are going to have a great time. This is the way to do it. I swear that this is the way to do it. At least it works for me. It works for me. Maybe, you know, it's not the best advice for everybody, but it works for me. Okay, so next, um, let's see, who was next? Oh, by the way, um, I ended up up in VIP a little bit later. Let me try to figure out who was the guy. Was he, did I only do one VIP? I did one VIP with, he's probably going to find out about this podcast actually. So I can't really go too much in detail with this, but I met a very interesting guy that's running to be, I think a senator or something like that. And I had a great time talking to him. 
And so it was him, but okay, so I'm going to, I'm just going to have to go into the story regardless of whether he hears about this or not. Like, I'm not going to talk about him personally, but, um, okay. So we're at the bar. I approach him at the bar. I don't like going to talk to groups of people. It has never been my thing. I am a very one-on-one type of girl. So I see this guy at the bar and I thought he was with this big group of people. So I was like, I need to go talk to that guy right now because I'm not going to go talk to him when he goes back to this group. So that, and that's a mistake on my part. I don't approach groups often because I just don't like it. I'll wait until one of them walks to the ATM. One of them walks to go to the bathroom. One of them walks to go to the bar, whatever. I will try to catch them on their own and sell them into a dance before they make it back to their friends. And then if that works and they have a great time, you can, then you have an in to go talk with them and you, not that you don't anyway, you make your own in literally. Um, but then you have an in to go up and talk to this guy and he already can vouch for you and you can say something along the lines of, did you have a great time? Like, was that fun? And then wait, you know, get their response. And now their friends know, and now you can try to sell their friends. <laughs> like, this is not like you have a boyfriend that you're hitting on his friends. Like this is a guy that you've never met before other than doing some dances with him. Now you can hit on his friends and it's okay. It might be a little bit awkward, but if you make it awkward, that's how it'll be awkward. But you just kind of play it, play it off, brush it off. Like you're there to make everybody have fun. Not one person out of a group of 10. Like you want everybody to have fun. If you can make everybody have fun, cause it's going to make you money. Okay, so go up to meet this guy at the bar, and he very quickly so looked over at his friend, who I would not have guessed anything about. He just looked like a total meathead. You know, no offense to him, seriously at all. I mean, he, apparently he was a lawyer or a doctor. I think he was a lawyer um, and was doing quite well for himself, I think. But I would have never guessed that. That's another reason why I say it's an Easter egg hunt. Like, you just don't know. You really don't know. And the guy I was talking to did not look like, I mean, he, I would never have guessed politician. Like these looked like a couple of guys on spring break for, you know, like going to pick up way too young chicks or something like that. Again, no offense. Like that's just the vibe I got because of the friend really. Cause he had this wife beater on big bulging muscles, clearly very intoxicated. Um, that was just the vibe I got. Okay. So I'm talking to this guy and he's like, He's like, what are we doing down here? He's like, let's just go upstairs, put it on a card and go hang out. And I was like, uh, that sounds like a perfect idea. I was like, let's go do that. And, um, I was like, what about your friend? I was like, why don't, um, why doesn't he come with her? Because actually she was a girl I was trying to sell a dance for earlier too. And I was like, why don't, you know, why don't they come up too? It turned out this friend was the one with all the money. I don't know the deal. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he just didn't bring cash or money or whatever, but his friend was the one that had all the money. So here's a very important lesson, okay? If somebody's friend is paying for everything, you've got to pay attention to that person too, which I neglected to do last night. And that was a mistake, which probably cost me at least a couple or a few hundred dollars. And here's why. So his friend decides to come up. We get upstairs, they're looking at the VIP packages, and the waitress talks him into doing the $700 a piece VIP. It's full open bar or whatever. Um, so we you know, go to do that. Turns out the friend has all the money and is 
paying for his VIP. I didn't even say thank you to that guy. I didn't even think about it. I introduced myself, but I didn't even say thank you to him. And here's where this bit me in the ass later, right? Okay, so, you know, I don't even know, 45 minutes into being upstairs, the friend asks me, so my guy goes downstairs and the friend asks me, he's like, do you even work here? And I was like, yeah, I work here. I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, uh, I just, um, he goes, you guys are just talking. And I was like, he told me he just wanted to talk. And he goes, yeah, you still have all your clothes on though. And I had on like a shirt and a skirt. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't dressed like somebody that was a stripper. I was dressed like I was going to a church or something where I looked really classy or sexy or something. I don't know. So I should have, if I was thinking, I should have started to dance because this guy just paid $1,400, like, you know, dance for, I don't fucking know. I don't, I really don't know, but I, I should have done something. Um, but I was like, he already paid for it and I don't really care that he wants me to get naked because I'm here with his friend. But that was the, the, I think that was it absolutely was the wrong attitude to have because he would have paid for it again later also. So we went back downstairs after the whole thing was over and they both wanted to go back upstairs again, but they were debating the money thing. Well, another girl comes over. So his current girl left, the other guy's girl left and another girl comes over, blonde, bubbly, big boobs. And she was, she was working him and he finally said yes. Right. I thought they were writing it. Uh, he was closing out his tab. I thought he was leaving. So I'm sitting with this guy waiting kind of for an answer and, and I'm pushing for it too. I'm like, ask your friend, like, what are you doing? Like, ask him, like, you want to go? I know he wants to go like, just, you know, ask him, be like, Hey, let's, you know, let's go back up. So we end up all going back upstairs but this time his friend only paid for himself and the other girl. And I was like, oh, you fucked up. I was like, you fucked up. You didn't even say thank you to him the first time. And, but I did end up dancing. So when the guy, but the reason I started dancing up in VIP the first time, the reason I started dancing was because I figured I could get the friend to go for round two. And I thought he at least had money to pay for himself to go for round two, but he didn't. And I fucked up. I could have made more money had I been really appreciative to this guy and showed him some attention, you know, not difficult to do. And I did not do either of those. So, so pay attention to the person that pays. Okay. Even if they've already paid and you feel like you don't have to anymore, it's still in your best interest. It's in everybody's best interest to show some appreciation to this person and pay attention to them. At least that's my take from last night. So after him, that was pretty much the most money I made so in the night. Um, but then I had one more couple of girls. I was fucking done with the night. My knees were hurting. My feet were hurting. I'd been driving for six hours, like right before I got there. And two days earlier, not three days earlier from that, I'd been in a car for nine hours. Like I was just, I was cashed out. I was really tired. I mean, my feet hurt my, it was just, oh my God. And the cigarette smoke on top of it. And I'd been there for like seven, 
freaking hours, seven or eight or nine hours at that point. I was like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. And it's that, it's that warrior spirit that, you know what? Fucking suck it up. You're here. You've gone through all the shit to get here. You've convinced yourself you're going to work. You're at work. You've put your makeup on. You've gone through the whole thing. You're dirty already. Like suck it up and stay. Turn off that whiny little girl voice. It's like, oh my God, all I want to do is go home and go to bed. Shut it off. My part of my, another part of my biggest problem was I was cold. The manager is fat and he keeps it so cold in there. So I was freezing and I didn't bring a sweater. And when I'm cold, I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay in bed under covers or put on like a, you know, cap. And I mean, I just want to get warm when I'm cold. That's all I want to do is get warm. So, and I couldn't even step outside. I knew it was nice and hot outside and I couldn't even do that. So it was like, it was miserable. So I, so, you know, I shouldn't be complaining about that and I should have gotten out of my head, but I was so tired at that point. So I was super over the night, but I still ended up getting a few more dances. Um, there was a really, really cute couple, but I didn't want to approach the couple. I saw that the girl was gone. She'd gone to the bathroom. So I approached the guy and I figured I'm going to work him until she gets back. See if they are interested in, you know, anything really. And if so, then great. So I go up and talk to him. They've been married. It was their 10 year anniversary. And apparently she loves strip clubs. She was super into me, but not until later. So, so we go and we talk And I hear that I'm about to get called up to stage. And I was like, I am not trying to go to stage right now. So I asked them if they wanted to go check out VIP, even though it was way too soon. It was way too soon in the conversation to spring a $500 to $1,000 VIP package on them. It was way too soon. But I didn't want to go on stage. So I thought, fuck it. And as soon as we started walking up the stairs, I was like, damn it. Why did you do that? Like why'd you do that? You just totally blew it. Like they might've actually said yes. If you'd spent a little bit more time been a little bit more flirty, but now it's over. So we get up there. It was way too much for them because they didn't know me. It might've been way too much anyway, but they didn't know me at all. So I would have said no too. Um, but it did get me on a stage, but we come back down and I'm like, okay, well you guys, let's go do some dances. I was like, I mean, obviously they're interested enough. Otherwise they wouldn't have gone up to check out VAP. So I was like, let's go do some dances. So we get over into the dance area. They said, yes, they're, they're 40 a song or three for a hundred, um, or the, you know, stuff upstairs. So I said, let's do three for a hundred. I was like, honestly, it is the best deal. If we do one, I really think you guys are going to like it. And there's two of you. And as I, let's, let's just go do, let's go do that. So, uh, so we go over to do that. Oh my God, the system there is just so crazy. I mean, we literally had to wait for five minutes for the hostess to come back so we could go dance. That is the most retarded way to sell dances I've ever seen. You should be able to go get the dances the moment the customer feels the urge to do it, not sit and wait at a desk for five minutes while, for any reason. Like, it's killing the vibe. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's such a stupid system. Anyway, it's still good money. Until I can find a better club, which I'm going to hunt for, I have a feeling that's going to be my club of choice for a little while, unless I go back to Tampa. But it's super slow season in Tampa right now because it's so hot down there. So I'm not positive about that. But 
So we go back there to do these dances. This girl was so horny, like, but super respectful. Like, and she didn't seem like it at first. She looked like this super sweet Christian girl that never did anything wrong in her whole life. Like, seriously. I mean, she had the most innocent face ever. And she was just like, oh my God, moving her body up towards mine, but keeping her hands down. Like she was very respectful. There's a lot of girls that are not respectful that are customers. I'm sure if you've danced for one, you probably are aware of that. I mean, they think that because they're another girl, they can do whatever they want to you. And it's like, no, no, that is not how this is. Like the same rules apply to you. Anyway, so, so she had a great time. If they had known that I was going to give them an even better dance upstairs, I, I think that they would have done VIP. But at that point, they had already spent $100. I have no idea how long they had already been out for previously. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I, I do think I mentioned if we go upstairs, these dances can be a lot better because it's true. that You're not really supposed to touch downstairs, but you're really allowed to do a lot more upstairs. Still nothing sexual, nothing dirty, but it is full contact upstairs. At least nobody said anything to me about it yet. So, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's how it is. Okay, so then that was, after them, I was seriously, I was over it. So I, I, I think I probably approached a couple more people with a very short fuse. Like, go up to one guy and ask him, you know, if he wants to come back and play with me. And he's like, oh, I want to play with you, all right. He was like, but I needed to be in a private area. And I was like okay, well, we have a VIP upstairs. And he was like, that's a little bit too open for me. And I was like, that's the most private area we have. He was like, I'm going to need a really private area with you. And I was like, okay, well, have a great night. You know, like, you don't need to waste your time with that. Like, you do not need to waste your time with that. So, you know, unless you want to do stuff with customers outside there, in which case you can. Now, that's a whole other can of worms, a big can of worms, um, which I've talked about a few times. You need to be super careful. You know, your safety is so important. Um, just lots of, lots of details and stuff like that. So I'm all like sidetracked now because there's a cop rolling around here. Okay. Uh, that was my night. That was it. Um, I ended up walking with 727, um, you know, got out at like 420 or 430 or something like that. And, you know, it was a decent night. I wish I had made more. If I had approached every single guy, and that's where I typically made some of the best, best, best money is at the very, very, very end of the night. So I'm still kicking myself for going to the back. I shouldn't have done it, but I was having a hard time walking at that point. I was like, fuck, I got to get out of here. But you can turn that off. You can turn that voice off. And I probably would have made a hundred, if not two hundred dollars. I don't know that that's true, but I could have at least made another hundred to two hundred dollars if I had sold another VIP. Even though we were closing, they would have kept the club open another hour for us, which I would have passed out up there. I would have fallen asleep, honestly. But regardless, I would have made more money. So the end of the night, it's very, very, very important, okay? I think it's some of the best money in the club because they're, they're like, this is it, okay? All the money I have left in my wallet or in my bank account, if they haven't gone to the ATM yet, it's like, this is my chance. Like, this is my chance to really have a great time with someone super sexy that I'm going to think about all night. 
So, so the difference that I think makes the difference in the strip club between making $70 in the night or making $700 in the night is everything. It's all of it. It's all of it. It's your attitude. It's your mindset. It's your, uh, it's your determination. It's your drive. One of the number one things I think is important to remember though is this is not a place to go to be social. This is a place to go to make money. Even if you're a kind, sweet, compassionate, loving girl and somebody wants to break down their whole terrible life story for you about their divorce and everything else, that's fine. But get paid for it. Make sure you get paid for it. And then let this guy cry on your shoulder for an hour. And get a watch with a timer because you have to know when that hour is up. I have an Apple Watch, so the second my hour is done, I know it's done. Time that shit. Something to add real quick. When your timer goes off on your watch, inconspicuously turn it off. If that's the kind of watch you have and it beeps or whatever, turn it off if he doesn't notice. And whatever song is on, be like, oh my God, I love this song. And then pull your phone out and be like, I'm gonna sound hound it or shazam it or whatever so that you can find out what song it is. And when you pull your phone out to do that, look at the time and be like, oh my God, it's been an hour. So that way they're not like, wow, she knew exactly when the hour was up. Like she clearly is not having fun with me. You can be like, oh my God, it's been an hour. Wow, that went by really fast. Would you like to do it again? You're at work. This is a job. And I don't like to say it that way because because I don't want you to think of it as work, right? It's It sounds better being fantasy land where you go to just collect money all night, you know? Like, doesn't that just sound better? I go work in fantasy land. I make guys' dreams come true and, you know, to an extent. And I get paid lots of money for it. Like, it's a party. I set my own schedule. I, you know, like it's, it, phrasing is a really big deal. It makes a very big difference how you think about what you do. You go to random little dark buildings and you collect cash, you know? You entertain some people and you collect money for it, right? But you are your own boss. You have to lay down those rules for yourself. No one else is gonna do it. So go make that money, okay? Go make that money. Set your rules, set your standards. Don't let people waste your time. Someone's rambling about why they can't pay you, cut them off. Or why they can't go do something with you, cut them off. Put your hand on their shoulder, on their, on their neck, and be like, hey, it's all good. It's all good. I hope you come back and see me sometime when you're more prepared for me because I would love to play with you. You get the idea. Okay, I hope that you have a freaking awesome day. Set your standards high. Stay super, super positive and optimistic attitude is the key to a happier life and to a wealthier life. Stay optimistic, stay positive. I love you so very much. I will talk to you soon. Ciao. I want to ask you real quick, if you got value out of this episode, to please take the time. It would mean so much to me if you would take the time to go back into your iTunes app, click on the search bar, type in strategic stripping, go into the episode, scroll all the way to the bottom, and write me an honest review. The longer the better, the shorter the better, it doesn't matter however you want to do it. I would very, very, very much appreciate it. It means so much to me. 
Again, I hope you have a wonderful day and we will talk soon. Ciao.